0: I am Yvonne Nobles and I am a mindset coach and success strategist with New You Wow. Hey,
1: it's Kellen in today on Diversified Game. Oh, this is gonna be a good conversation, not just because her mic is like awesome sounding <laughs> and 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 she has a voice for radio, TV, whatever you know you wanna say. She's of a different class. Um, she's a noble, yeah, a noble. <laughs> uh, and so I have Yvonne Nobles, and she's gonna give us the game to help you. More importantly, to help you, you know, it's straight game, no chase. But it's not anything that's gonna be a get rich quick. I'm gonna tell you right now, you're gonna have to go to her website. You're gonna have to go hire her. You're gonna have to pay her <laughs> for her to elevate you into a different class because you might be a serf. She's higher than that. So welcome Yvonne Nobles to Diversified Game. How are you doing today?
0: I'm amazing. Hello, hello. It's an honor to be here.
1: Well, I'm I'm thankful. I'm as thankful for you to be here as I'm buttoning up my shirt right now. Just <laughs> thinking if I, if I stood up and my stomach was out on <laughs> for the, for the few people who watch most of us, uh, the audience listens, but yeah, Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, tell the people how you, you know, what the new you, the mindset coach, um, getting the clients that people really want, which are the higher paying ones. If we're being just honest and upfront, there's nothing wrong with saying that you don't want to always be in the dirt. You want to be, you know, with the noble. So give us the game on your business. You know, it's all about helping people reinvent. Uh, Many times we don't
0: realize that we are our own worst enemy, and if we just get out of our way, that's when miracles happen. So it's been an obsession of mine since I was much, much younger uh, to just help people turn on that light. And I noticed I have an uncanny way of helping people just when we have a conversation, realize, wow, I've been playing small. And so I love the fact that you, Diversified Game, you understand the fact that it's all about leveling up and showing up. And then being amazed at what we're capable
1: of. Yeah. I mean, we're all in an age right now where technology allows us to be able to work from home, homeschool, travel when we want and can afford when it makes sense. Yes. somebody's listening to this right now and saying, well, looks into her her last name. Of course she's there. <laughs> where, um, were you always, you know, doing this business? Did you live in the real world where you weren't in the hierarchy of classes? Um, or are you just born like that? Because maybe she's a blue blood. Yeah, there's black <laughs> blue bloods out there. Yeah.
0: Well, the name was inherited from my hubby. So I'm going to put that on him. But yeah, you know, it's one of those things where I always say I had to live 40 years of struggle. So my clients don't have to. Um, it's pretty much making sure that people understand where you start is not where you have to end. So taking it back to the beginning, I'm just a small cowtown town girl. I was born near Lake Okeechobee here in Florida. And uh, for anyone that's been through the town, you probably blinked and missed it. It's just cows and orange groves. But at the tender age of two, my dad enlisted in the military. And that led to a lot of adventure. A lot of having to learn to be on my toes and adapt and flexibility. So my first uh, stay in Germany, actually, I was six years old. I met my now husband. He was nine at the time. We kissed our very first day. It was his fault, but I got in trouble for it. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just a beautiful foray into understanding that, you know, I, I had the privilege of meeting people who survived the Holocaust. And I became very intrigued that these were people that could smile and be okay, with the fact that evil exists, and even when you're a victim of circumstance, you can come out bigger and better. You don't have to react in kind. And so I learned from them the secret of making sure that you always come out taller, no matter what life hands you, because you can't always control the cards, but you can still win the game.
1: Amen. Amen. Somebody is like me out there. Yeah, y'all. I'm stuck that she met her husband before they were both 10 years old. So (laughs) We're just not going to we're not just going to go over that. We're going to come back. Um, So I assume they were in the military as well. Their family was in the military. Yeah. Both
0: of us had army dads and then our moms became best friends. We were literally like two floors apart in our apartment building. And 25 years later, they brought us back together. So it's interesting how life always goes full circle. And even if you're not ready, when it first hits you in the face, it'll throw you a couple more curveballs and make sure that you're ready the second time around.
1: Now, I'm going to say some things, and I could be wrong, so correct me, Um, and, and I like to be wrong sometimes, folks, so, you know, I don't, I'm not one of those shows where I'm always right, spot on, but I have a gift, so I'm just going, I'm going to ask the question that some of you may want to know, did you guys connect and get that spark and that kiss, because maybe, and just maybe, because y'all were one of the few black ones on base, or if he's black, he might not be, I could be wrong. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he actually is, and um, I don't know if that was the reason. I, I feel because for those that believe in love at first sight, it, it's bigger. It's so much bigger, and of course we were it's puppy love, so we didn't know. But the fact that we are soulmates and inevitably bound through eternity, um, something happened there there was a spark. Um, the irony is in that time, so that 25 years that we're growing up, we're apart. We saw each other a couple of times and we both had other relationships that obviously didn't pan out, but it taught us exactly what we were looking for. And so when you find your person, I'm just going to put it out there for your listening audience. Hold on tight because yeah, the roller coaster that shows up in between may not be worth it. <laughs> you glean a lot of lessons from it. But yeah, there's nothing as beautiful and amazing as love.
1: Well, and for all the, the men out there, you know what they're hearing when you say all that, you know, they're thinking, once mine, always mine. Hello, he got it first, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you couldn't go anywhere, you had to come back. You know, you might have tried the hamburger, but the Big Mac was waiting for you. But that is an awesome story. I hope if you haven't already, you write a book or you guys both write a book. about. it. Yeah, that. we're working on
0: it. We're working on it. And we're going to call it Love Found You because, uh, you know, a lot of times people go on searches and hunts and they're looking in the wrong places. But when you least expect it is when it shows up. And I do want to, for the ladies listening point out, I had a role to play. I actually forgot about it because my mom had given him a phone, His given him my phone number when she went to visit his mother. So we're talking 2007, and um, she didn't tell me she did that. So I get this unexpected call, and I'm like, who, who is this? <laughs> it's like, it's me, it's Lou. And I'm like, who gave you this number? <laughs> it's like, your mother. So I just said, I'm going to kill her, because she didn't prepare me. But his line, it, it, hook, line, and sinker, what got me to know that two weeks later, I'm marrying this man, was he said, do you remember the letter that you wrote me? And immediately I was like, what what letter are you talking about? It's like, you know, the one. So his mother had saved a letter that I'd forgotten about, a red color pencil. I did the whole, do you like me? Check yes, check no. But I led it with, you are so beautiful. I, I did creative license there on that beautiful. And yeah, she saved it for many years, but I'd forgotten about it until he mentioned it. And when I hung up the phone, that's when I realized, wow wow the seed was planted I mean I'd be silly to run away from this and he didn't know but when he finally did propose my answer had been made months prior so when you know you know
1: yeah yeah no that's that's beautiful and you know it's beautiful because it's beautiful but it's beautiful that The mothers connected you. It's almost like an arranged marriage. Hello. Who says they don't work? (laughs) You know, uh, (laughs) who got the dowry or the bride price? I don't know. We'll write that in the book and you guys can figure that one out. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So... Creating a new you, Um, what do you think? We were talking off here right before we started. What stops people? Because I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't want to be the grumpy old man, but I'm thinking (laughs) consistency, ambition, just, you know, believing that you can do all things. Hopefully it's in Christ who strengthens you, but whatever that that is for you, um, I just don't see a lot of people, you know, pushing, like I'm talking about especially young people, but young, old people uh, and old young people, you know, however you guys want to flip it, what, how do you take somebody and make a new you? What's that first step? Well, you
0: know, it's, it's actually intrinsic. It's something that has to come from within, but I think you were alluding to the fact that most people don't go there and it's not because they don't want it. Everyone loves new, everyone loves amazing, but at the core we're creatures of habit. So what tends to happen is you get deeply ingrained into whatever you're used to -to day-to-day. That's why when the pandemic showed up, it threw everyone for a loop, because this isn't something we were used to. And, you know, what people don't understand is you can't move forward unless you look back. You know, you have to dig deep, and that's where the work gets, for some people, overwhelming They don't want to go there because sometimes you unearth and uncover things that you just haven't dwelt on in years. But until you do that deep work, you're going to be tethered to whatever's holding you in place. And no judgments because it is easier to stay exactly where you are. But imagine what lives on the other side of fear. Imagine what greatness is waiting for you if you're willing to get some help, get someone in your corner who's going to cheer you on and guide you. Not give you the answers, because we all have that inside us, but get you to get past those barriers, the fear that inevitably surfaces when you try to make a change.
1: And so if somebody comes and says, hey, I have, you know, it could be a million dollars. This is, I'm I'm just, you know, I don't believe in myself. I have all these other issues. I've worked with kids who clearly will tell you, I mean, they've tried to commit suicide, Mm -hmm. all that. Can you bring somebody like that if they don't believe it? Can they fake it till maybe they never make it? Maybe they never believe it. Can you, can you work with someone like that that doesn't believe in themselves?
0: If they have a willingness to put in the work. Because again, you can't carry that burden for them, but you can get under the yoke with them. So I'll give you an example. And the reason why I think it's beautiful, you said you work with children. Um, before I started life coaching, I was tutoring. So that was always a favorite of mine, when you have a little one whose parent comes to you and they think they're going to fail the year, and before you know it, they're making A's and B's. Same child, right? And it was never really about the subject, you know, whether it was math, science, reading. It's about their belief in themselves. And so taking them through that course of affirmation and really getting to the core of why they feel the way they do. It could be something that's happening in the home. It could be something that's happening at school. You know, bullying is so prolific and there's not enough conversations about it. So when you get to the reason why there's something holding one back and then you, instead of giving a Band-Aid solution, go ahead and work at the core, that's when you start seeing these changes. So it's kind of like when a a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. It doesn't know what it's going to turn into, but there's something inside it that says, build the cocoon, come out of the chrysalis. And then everyone's amazed at the beauty that was already there. Well, we do that, but we do it many times. And the number of times is all based on how often we're willing to go in and do the work. And so, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. I can't even, like, words fail to describe how beautiful it is when a child or an adult turns on the light and they step into what's waiting for them, if they just let go of the fear.
1: Amen. Amen. Yeah. I I did that type of work, you know, through school, grad school, as many moons ago, because I yeah. found out that you can work with the kids and you can make that impact, but the real money is the in the capacity building of building programs and and being behind the scenes and not having to, you know, have the liability of if something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so somebody say, what what do you mean? I mean, it goes from making $25,000 a year to making $10,000 a month by working two days a week. That's the type (laughs) of capacity building I'm talking about. So, you know, and those things anybody could do in this country, besides pedophiles. We don't want you pedophiles. No, 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 no. You know, I wouldn't be mad if you guys all jumped in a ditch off a (laughs) cliff, but that's me saying that, not Mrs. Nobles. Um, So tell the people you know because people say oh she can transform me like ayana um i can fix my (laughs) life but you know they can't get to ayana they don't have oprah money um where do they need to start to even have that discovery call with you because you know this ain't free 99 folks you know you have to invest in yourself
0: yeah i'm gonna follow up on that very important point um There has to be a transaction for a transformation. And what I mean by that is it doesn't have to be every last dime in your possession. I'm not telling you to go out and mortgage your house or, you know, get a second, you know, job, but invest in you. It's the best investment you'll ever make. Uh, If you've ever had a free gym membership, how often do you actually get yourself in the gym? But if you know that you're paying for that, even on the days where you feel like, "Mm mm-mm, Something gets you out that bed you show up and you meet that trainer and you put in the reps because you know what's waiting for you. You've already invested up front so you can get that outcome. So to get hold of me, I'm going to make sure that I send you my social links. I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And also I'm on LinkedIn. And then very, very important, if someone says they need to reach me today, then they can definitely just set up an appointment on my calendar link. It would be an honor to be your tour guide and get you started on that journey.
1: Now, did you make up that line yourself or, do, or is that a, a famous quote? Because that sounded like some real ism. Some of my friends in another <laughs> life are like, Whoop. Yeah, you know, that's right. Has to be a transaction for there to be a transition. Was that one of your originals?
0: No, no, it's one that actually, uh, that's another topic. My mentors have imbued that in me. Um, You know, a lot of people think that when they see someone who's successful, like yourself, Kellen, that you just, you know, you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth, that, you know, circumstances fell well for you, that, you know, cards were just wonderful. But what they don't see is for every success, there's a thousand failures. They don't see the blood, the sweat, the tears, the determination that you had, that no matter what, you were going to succeed. And so what I always try to help people understand is just because you see me smiling doesn't mean that every day was a good day. You know, it means that despite the difficulties, I'm still here and I'm determined to help other people understand they can be better too. So, you know, I don't get this without help i wasn't born into this some people are gifted like you think of whitney's voice or prince or michael like that that's talent right but they still had coaches they still had support they still had trainers so no matter where you are to get to the next level it's going to take help so i have coaches i have mentors i have guidance and that's why i'm such a strong advocate of getting others to get it too because once you start having someone else's belief kick in for you before yours does, when you get someone that guides you where you can't see those blind spots and you start amazing yourself at what you can do that's where the magic happens
1: definitely definitely and you know you being from lake opechobee and and <laughs> cor- forgive me y'all if I get this this whole Pahokee, I knew yes. Glade because that's where all the football players are and, and i'm a I'm a I'm a licensed sports agent, so I'm always trying to hover around and okay. say, hey, who wants, you know, yeah. real representation? We're not yeah. buying your mother a car to get <laughs> you because we're not going to rip you off 10x um like Beautiful. some of these agents do. But you being from that area and you saying that reminds me when I was I was shooting um with Doc Holiday mm-hmm. uh, and he, he was like, yeah, you having fun. I said, yeah, I can smile and shoot. And I tell people that often I can shoot and smile. So just cause I'm smiling don't mean that, you know, we can't defend ourselves trained by the best, but the fact that you don't always even care how certain people are feeling cause they might just be smiling or for that person who's damn near weeping, people don't even come up to them anymore. I saw a girl out here in Florida jump out of a car. Mm flip-flops and all, I had to turn around, you know, bonnet on her head, I had Ooh. to make sure she wasn't human trafficked, but I was shocked that everybody didn't do that, yeah. come to find out, she jumped out of the, her mama's car, because she didn't want to listen, with a baby <laughs> and a cell phone, if you don't <laughs> stop it, you know, yeah, 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 we gotta, we gotta talk about you, because I had him on the hook, like, oh, wow, Kellen, <laughs> really, yeah, you know, it, 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 it's, 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 People are hurting and it's not just because it's a recession and, and you're one of those coaches that you have the kindness. I tell people all day, I try my best to be kind, but sometimes you need to get whooped like your daddy should have whooped you. <laughs> and if he wasn't there, I'm here to do that because I got to give it to you the way my way. Um, And, and I love that. So how long have you been doing this? And talk about, of course, not names, some of the um, examples, the testimonials you can give. Just because if you don't say that, people say, "Well, how do I know it worked? <laughs> I didn't hear no. I didn't hear no story about it. How did you make somebody a billion dollars? Okay, a million. You know, that's yeah. what they think success is. Which success? I mean, that's fine, but you should want greatness because greatness got. is is is, is, is oh wee. That's a different thing but give us some Amen. examples of you know of that
0: yeah so uh you know how you kind of know when you're little what you're going to be when you grow up like you have that whisper in your ear saying this is what you're meant to do and you run from it because you're like god I, I don't know I-, I really don't know so it's it's one of those things where i always was that person that people would come to for advice but i had a rule i'm not going to tell you what to do i'm just going to ask you questions and in those questions, people end up discovering exactly what they need to do. Now, it's the funny thing, the hardest part is not saying what the person's supposed to do, because you could have a much shorter conversation, right? <laughs> but it's like the difference between giving someone a fish and teaching them how to fish. So I just basically love having the opportunity to help someone level up, you know, and then with my dad's military forays. Um, I just was bit with wanderlust from an early age. So even once he got out, I still found it essential to be in new places, surround myself with new people. So, you know, scared my mom to death and back when I told her, I'm just going to go live in New York. And she's like, what? By yourself? I said, yeah, I need to live in the city. I need to see what that's like. And I was there for a year by myself, you know, just seeing what life is like. Um, Wisely, of course. I mean, I got stories about that train, but just making sure that I did it wisely. But the learnings, because people are full of stories. And if you're willing to listen, they want someone to share it with. So just I had this this way, this magnetism where people come and tell me their lives and share these things. And, you know, as far as how long I've been doing this full time, that's a funny story because it's been a little over a year. I was in a very posh, well-paying corporate job making over six figures a year and decided this is what I need to be doing instead. Obviously, there's an earning potential and there's more lives to be touched. But, you know, I was helping people get cruise vacations. So I plan the trip of a lifetime for you. And it dawned on me, this is just escapism. You're getting one or two weeks out of the year where you feel alive. What happens if I give people a life they don't need a vacation from? And so that's been my obsession. And some of the success stories I've had, Man, it's so it's so tough because for me it's all about the feeling and the emotion and that transformation. There was one young lady that was crying when we got to the end of her program, and you know I'm like, what's what's wrong? Was there something else we need? And she's like, you just you give so much because there's a tendency in this industry to drip, you know, to kind of just give you little crumbs in hopes that you stick around for a long, long time. But my mindset is. I need to set you free. I'm that mama bird that's going to kick you out the nest so you can go out there, do what you got to do, and then help other people do the same. I'm not looking just to change one life. I want to have a ripple effect. You know, I want to meet the grandchildren of someone I helped who says, because of you, grandma or granddad did X, Y, Z. And so with that being said, we're on a race against the clock. You know, I'm trying to just help people collapse time and just dig deep and do the things that they're afraid to do. Because I, I, I promise you, Kellen, you know this, that nothing happens unless you're willing to step out on that, on that ledge, you know. and You know, I have a story on this. This was uh, many moons ago. I was uh, picked by the state governor and the principal of my high school to go to this summer college program. So this is the summer of 93, and for one month, we are immersed. There's 100 of us from across the state of Florida. We're immersed in all these activities. They're probably using us as guinea pigs. Who knows? But there was this one trust Mm -hmm. activity where we had to climb a pole and jump across to a bar. So uh, full disclosure, uh, one of my hugest fears is heights like, I don't dig it. <laughs> I can barely drive across bridges. Um, yeah, I have big issues with that. Got trapped on a mountain in California once. Had to be surrounded by friends. Walked down to the uh, rattlesnake tail. Uh, yeah, it was a hot mess. But I'm on this pole. And the only mission was to jump. If you missed the pole, it was okay because we had the gear on, you know. But they had to count probably 20 times. Three, two, one. And I would just do one of those and not go. I finally decide to go for it. I make contact with the bar, but I break a couple nails, blood spurts out everywhere. It's so embarrassing because I'm a teenager. Everybody's laughing. But I was so proud because I jumped. It's all about taking the leap. And it's not until you do it that you realize it wasn't that bad anyway. So, you know, what are you doing in life? why are you standing still?
1: Just do the do. And then you'll thank me later. So it sounds like, and all puns intended and everything, that you were mastering the climb when (laughs) you you took that, which I believe is a book that you, you know, co-wrote. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. Look at you doing your research. So I'm, I'm, was, I'm extremely, uh, I'm extremely nosy. I got more. I got your IRS papers here too. Oh no. we might not have, we might not have time for that. You know, talking about people's first million, but uh, that, that's that's another 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 literature. But yeah, give us the, the game on mastering that climb. And I'm just trying to correlate and put all that together because it's, you are scared of heights and now you have the book of mastering yeah. it and how to get over. So you can get that book on Amazon too, people. Check that out.
0: I uh, appreciate you. But yeah, it's one of those things where I, I tell people, anytime you have the privilege to listen to someone else's story, they're sharing a piece of their soul. You know, so that title was a shout out to the fact that the things that I'm afraid to do are the very things that were required to get me to new levels. And, you know, when it comes to climbing, more people think probably of, you know, mountainside or cliffs. But I always say it's like you're in an elevator. And you never quite get to the penthouse because no matter how big you are, there's always room for improvement. The challenge is every floor you climb that ceiling made of glass gets denser. So now it becomes a question of, are you just going to become comfortable and stay where you are? Are you going to stretch outside that comfort zone and reach for what's next? And so anyone who's great, you know, Michael Jordan, Oprah, all these stories we hear, people who accomplish huge things, they refuse to stay comfortable. And so mastering the climb is just this foray into going beyond where you are, you know, and and i don't think that our culture in particular is usually vested with the opportunity to sit and question what's waiting for us more than not we're we're forced into a box and we're told what will be there for us so i'm just raising the masses to stand tall and go out there and get what's yours and you know when you dig into our history our real history you find that there were some huge accomplishments that have been hidden and so it's it's on us to continue to carry that legacy forward
1: well it sounds like you want you're ready to talk about one of my favorite subjects Uh-oh africa. what's that a- af- africa <laughs> okay Be- because <laughs> when you talk about hidden you know a, a lot of us um, here in America, I don't care where you're from, what island, whether they dropped you off first in Haiti or Jamaica, or if you're straight from, you know, Lake Okeechobee. It's you're a lot of us are just, we're black on the outside, but it's a very white thinking. And what mm. I mean by that is the culture, even of your holidays. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about your mama and your grandmother's holidays, they're pagan. Mm. And the fact that you think this is you and you believe in the holidays and you also believe in who they told you were, which if you've ever done an American school, you know, you're a slave to start with history. That's where your history starts. And that's dang near besides Martin Luther King and that rebel Malcolm X is where it ends. So Africa, I tell people and we do group trips there using our clients platforms and talk about investment, but talk about how Africa um, and other black, you know, nations have like changed your travels and, and just changed your mind on things
0: yeah you know it's technically still on my bucket list as far as going there live but i've had Mm -hmm. the the privilege and honor of befriending many colleagues and and acquaintances from there and the most recent was a few months back i was invited to another podcast and one of the attendees was actually there in africa and she stayed on despite it being i think like some ungodly hour three o'clock in the morning so she could listen to my segment but one thing that was really underscored in that exchange, the Africa that's depicted with the starving child and the limitations, that's not real. There are people accomplishing big things, um, you know, whether it's from a financial standpoint, um, political developments, uh, just huge achievements that don't get publicized. And so children here may get it twisted and think they're to be pitied or that's horrible. But that's, again, more of the legacy. And it's on each of us to unearth that truth and know what's really happening. You know, I was one of those kids where it was punishment for me to come out of my room and stop reading. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, get out of there, put that book down and come watch TV. <laughs> that's, but I was just really obsessed with learning, and the more that you feed your mind, the more that you start realizing that any boundaries that are placed upon you, either you put them there because of fear or someone else put them there because they're afraid of what your potential truly is, and so the only way to break free from that is to keep self-educating, keep learning, and never, ever put an end to your thirst and your quest for knowledge, And then once you know, share that, because if you keep it to yourself, what good is that? But share that with anyone who's willing to listen. And um, yeah, it's just beautiful connection. Africa is glorious. I've had friends who've been that come back. They bring me gifts. They share their experiences. So yeah, it's definitely on my bucket list.
1: All right, make it happen. We got two slots left for our November trip <laughs> this year. Um it's it's, you know, a five-star experience staying at the Kopinski. That's my ad for Africa for those who, you know, want to jump on that cuz uh tomorrow's not promised and I don't want y'all to keep asking me what about the next trip. No, take the one <laughs> that we we have going. Um But in doing, you know, travels and even doing the cruise lines, there is a difference, especially as a Black American. When you go to Jamaica, when you go to the San Martins, you know, go to Guatemala, where the Guadafus are in that area, there's an American privilege. And there's surely a Black American privilege because you got to have some money to come here when they see us. So (laughs) can you talk about, you know that knew you of when you went to your first, you know, majority Black nation, and just how that can change someone's mind of who they thought they were.
0: Yeah, you're right. Um, the juxtaposition of what you think versus what is, it, it definitely, definitely very different. Um, for me and, and my hubby, I think for us, the experience because we're I'll call it lazy cruisers. We don't Mm -hmm. tend to get off at the port. We like having the ship to ourselves, because everyone runs off, (laughs) and then you have all the amenities to you. And what tends to happen is we become favorites with the staff, because we value and treasure the culture of people that are from all over. They've sacrificed their family life somewhere from six to eight months at a stretch to be there, providing for their family back home, and they don't tend to be acknowledged. And a lot of that stems from we know what it feels like to be the person in the room who's perceived as a token, as opposed to having earned your way there. Uh, You know, and we kind of get a kick out of that where people don't realize that, you know, it's not about fighting for your seat at the table. It's about building your own buffet hall full of tables so you can make space and make way for others so just the exchanges that we hear from people um, far and abroad you know whether it's philippines india russia i mean we've met people from so many different places and oftentimes when we have those exchanges with those who are black as well it's funny because it, it seems like there's a little bit of pride when they're like yeah they we're on the ship too not in a working capacity but For vacation. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's bigger than race. And I'm going to segue to another experience I had as a child in Lake Okeechobee. It's going to carry a lot more weight if I position it that way. Um, We just come back from one of dad's military assignments, and the teachers noticed that, you know, I'm a little different. I don't sound like the other kids, I don't really act like the other kids. So they decided to send me for this IQ test. And I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was shocking enough. That they're like, okay, we need to put you in some gifted programs. You're you're, you're different. Unfortunately, um, in the race box, they put Caucasian. <laughs> and at that age, I didn't know what that word meant. I was like, "What?" I said, to Mom, "What was it? Was a Caucasian? What? What? What is this?" You know, she's <laughs> like, "I don't know. I mean, that, that that wasn't in our vernacular." So when I walk into the first day of class at the fifth and sixth grade center, which still is there in Okeechobee. The teacher's mouth or like her jaw hits the ground. And as a kid, I can sense something ain't right. So I'm like, is it something wrong? Because she's like, we were just expecting someone different. (laughs) So that's what I went later and looked that up. And I'm like, oh, goodness. So just the assumption that I have to be someone that I'm not to deliver on that level. Or was it even more debased where it was like, we can't let them get credit. We need to make sure that this shows us. Whatever it was, I learned at an early age that you have to be true to who you are. And I caught it from both sides. I mean, I had people saying, you you don't, you don't talk Black. You don't act Black. And, you know, that's coming from others of us. But, again, that tends to be the limitation of not knowing who we are and what we bring to the table, that we are multifaceted and we are multicolored and we should celebrate each other instead of using that to divide and attack each other. So, yeah, I just had to learn early. Different doesn't mean bad. It just means different. And how can you use that to bridge gaps so people feel better about who they are?
1: In the words of Jeremiah, right? Different does not mean deficient. Um, And when you say, you know, it's not about race, I tell people that. But usually it's people who are all caught up on that and Mm -hmm. it it anchors them. Because when you look into class, you know millionaires, billionaires who are billionaires. There's it's just money to be made. But even when you go into the tribalism, which many Americans won't understand, that tribalism is even worse than racism. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it 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 will do things to people, and it and it could be you know anybody could get caught up in it. I try, as Seth Godwin talks about. Finding my own tribe, people mm-hmm. who think like me, act like me and the way they look, um, it varies and, and people are, you know, shocked. So I definitely get that. But I've also been told, well, Kelly, that's just because you got. And it's like, you don't know what I have. You have no <laughs> idea what I have. Yeah. I try not to show y'all because I don't want that envy, <laughs> you know, I, when I'm sitting on the, that plane and nobody else is there but me, uh, but, and the pilots, but, you know, I'm trying not to show you guys that. You'll never see me sitting on the staircase of the plane. <laughs> um, I'm talking about flying private, y'all. Yeah, catch that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but even in and 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 first class, when people are in first class, everyone's smiling and talking because it's networking for people. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, this this fish is good, man. Um, you know, and 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 let me whiff it in the back so you guys can smell some of that. Um <laughs> it's 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 bigger than that. It's 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 a lot of class and tribal warfare. But with that, tell the people what is your Community give back that you're doing or that you want to do, and does that include you playing the guitar?
0: Oh my god, you saw my guitar photo!
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're gonna talk about it all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was just me feeling good. So, my husband will say, Man, you sound great. I got that thing at the beginning of the pandemic just to do something new. I don't know how to play a song yet, but I feel amazing when I rock out and make tons of noise on it. Uh, the give back is all about, again, just helping people unearth that life can be better, that they're meant for more. So I'm in the process of um, firming up a program I have for a nonprofit I founded, and that's specifically for children. Um, you know, you go into the school system and, and help them understand: you hold the pen, you control your destiny. And it's not confined to what your current home situation or school situation is. That, you know, don't let today be the end of the road for you. It's just the beginning. Um, So just making sure that I'm pouring back into the things that were there for me. And, you know, where, again, there's a lot of resistance, sometimes from the outside, sometimes from within, you know, just helping people understand the fight is about the win. Not necessarily win, as in timing. It can take some longer than others, but never give up persevere. And I mean, life is a winning game if you don't give up. You know, I I have a, I know it might be a little unusual, but there's something I want to bring up as a question for you. Why is it that you think that we are our culture? That is the whole crab in a bucket mentality that instead of celebrating and hurrahing when we see success, that there tends to be that envy or that hold back, that clutch onto your leg as you're climbing higher.
1: Well, see, we see it from that is us. But if you talk to somebody who's Chinese or someone who's Japanese, they have their internal stuff. We just don't speak Mandarin or Cantonese and understand that we're all people. We all go through the same thing in our circles. And so it's it's for us it uh, you know if we're born here we're just we learn that at five seven crabs in the bucket and if I build a barbershop here you got to build one across the street but that's Mm. not a bad thing because you inspired me to believe I could do it it's how we take it it's like when your favorite aunt makes that potato salad and then your (laughs) non-favorite aunt tries to repeat it and like we ain't eating that or the oh I was gonna say a dish that my family would have known what I was talking about. I I'm <laughs> glad I said potato salad, caught myself, but, <laughs> but you know, there's some people who can just make dishes better and that jealousy. And again, it goes back to, we do not know a lot of us, not everyone, because you don't have to go to Africa to understand Africa or to understand how this originated but we don't, We don't understand that we're a community people. We don't understand that when people say, you know, Africans and my wife, her grandfather had a hundred wives. How many women are signing up for that? If that man could have provided everything. Now, I don't know everything. Let me take that back. Most (laughs) things, a hundred is a lot to satisfy, but you know, that community we and we do it. We do our own set of polygamy. Except that, you know, grandfather or daddy, depending on (laughs) how close you are, had the family on the other side and maybe he was honest, maybe he wasn't. We don't even have enough care sometimes to stop when we see somebody again, jump out of a car with their Mm -hmm. flip flops Mm -hmm. or somebody who, you know, needs a a cup of sugar, um, you know, trying to have a conversation with us nowadays. I'm talking about black folk now, just amongst us. You try to talk to somebody, at at, let's say a Walmart for something their child did. And they barely, you know, want to have a talk to you. But if their car doesn't work and they're frustrated and you just happen to pay that bill, now you're the best thing since sliced (laughs) bread. And sliced bread ain't that wonderful, y'all. George Carlin said it's a piece of bread and you slice it. So, so it's like when you think you need somebody, oh, wow. Mm. But what happened just being, pleasant to people, wanting to get to know people, not necessarily, you know, I know people have been through abuse and all type of trauma. And I've seen it working even for CPS. I've seen like, okay, you you've been done wrong. And the folks who have tried to do right, sometimes they get burned too, and that makes them not want to help anybody because you know you could be caught out on, you know, you're helping someone, then you could be sued. Then you could be accused of, oh, you were giving mouth to mouth. No, you were trying to do X, Y, and Z. Mm I was trying to save a life. (laughs) I've done that. I, I, you know, I've helped. And I told the person, look, I really don't want to put my hands on this young lady. She got them, um, you guys call them hoochie daddy shorts, but we call them something cutters. Starts with a C. I try to keep it family friendly. I don't really want to touch her because she's passed out over here at South by Southwest. But I don't want, you know, later on, but I, I had to take the bullet and do what we have to do. But I, I say all that to say that that's why. We just, we, we don't know who we are mm. and, and we don't. And, and it's sad because if you talk to about Africa to a Jamaican, why do I need to know where I'm from? Mm. Because you are still caught up in the slave trade. You don't know, you didn't even do your DNA. I got a citizenship last year my kids got a citizenship to Sierra Leone which is in the background behind the picture forgive me y'all I haven't set designed my new place yet but it's it's we just don't know who we are and we got to figure it out and everybody's journey is going to be different because I surely don't mean for y'all all all to email me and say (laughs) well show me who I am I do have a course (laughs) that you can check that out links in the description for that too but um again i'm gonna give it to you uncut and raw because a lot of us complain about racism but we're the biggest white supremacists in our minds
0: Mm. and you know i i I love that you make that point because the crux of my program too is identity shift you know because a lot of times i have to take people through this journey of who are you anyway most of us don't know but then once you identify that who do you want to be and now, how do we close the gap? So, yeah, everything is intrinsic on identity.
1: A- amen, amen. And how you how you you see yourself? I mean, I've, I've you know dealt with kids in abuse. I've given a five year old's lithium on doctor's orders because he was on a step down program in the psych ward, and this was a white boy, and you know, and we expect him to act normal, and he's on lithium at five in his room by himself. You know, um, no one comes to visit him. We expect him to be normal human being. No, it's, it's you know, we got a lot of things wrong. And, uh, you know, I homeschool my kids because I knew growing up in school, you might've had a different s- situation in Lake Okeechobee, but they weren't teaching anything I was interested in, you mm-hmm. know?
0: Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a whole nother topic, the education system. But yeah, because of the fact that I was moving every year and a half, sometimes I'd go through the same thing three times and I'd miss something else altogether. So it's very disjointed. But yeah, that's beautiful that you're homeschooling them and, you know, giving them not just book education, but life um, to understand that, you know, for example, instead of being an employee, you can be the entrepreneur. Instead of punching the clock, you can own the company. So, I yeah, I think that's uh, kudos to you. That's huge.
1: Thank you. Thank you. My, I, I give kudos to my, my wife. And we also give kudos to Professor Gabriel, their professor via online who's in Cameroon. Um, and we try to tell people, you want to join this, you know, want to make it a co-op or you want to hire a teacher, we'll give you the game how we do it affordably um, awesome. for us. Because it's not like you need, you know, the big private school money, but you need to find, use gear arbitrage find somebody who, the amount of money you can afford, it can help. So I I, I say that because whenever somebody give me a compliment, I tell them, man, I didn't do that. I mean, that's a god <laughs> thing. I'm over here if you knew what I really wanted to do, man. So, you know, I, get, I gotta give credit to those who actually make it all happen because I'm one speck of sand and man, my life is, I've wanted my life to be somewhat easy, for to replace some of the hard times that were there. And, you know, hard times will always come. Right. So you should be able to enjoy life when you can. Absolutely. So you got a book coming out. You got books, um, anything else, movies, events. <laughs> what, what's, hey.
0: Well, I guess you can term it a movie, kind of. Um, I'm, I'm ready to start taking over the stage again you know, get back into speaking events. Um, Reason being, you know, when you spoke about normal and the the young boy that you were helping, normal is a relative term. Normal is all dictated by what you're accustomed to. And I feel like I want to establish a new normal. I want to just elevate as many lives as I can. And as good as this virtual setting is, there's something different when you're in person. There's some type of electricity that just set a room on fire. And, you know, when you have this exchange and, you know, it's one-to-one and, you know, others are going to listen to it later, but when in real time you have that one-to-many, it's just a new level of energy. And so, yeah, uh, it's something I haven't done since my my teen years, but entered a ton of, you know, speech competitions. And it was always funny because it, it would get real quiet in the room. And you know, people would be, you know, whispering, talking to them, whatever, but I'd start talking and then all of a sudden it would just be like, so it was almost unearthly, like you could hear the pin drop kind of deal. And I'm like, wait, did I say something wrong? But then I realized it's because people can connect on a different level when you're speaking to their heart. And and so yeah, that, that's what's coming up next. Can't wait to just get out there and and share the journey and and help people just start living for real you know we got to make up for lost time a lot of us during isolation kind of did the whole bury the head in the sand ostrich move and now it's it's time to come up it's time to breathe and spread our wings and um, I just want to mention really quick the book that you referenced your first million there's a story behind that so it was three years prior that I was still in the cruise industry and I said to my hubby when I heard an announcement about this, this really luxury liner they were building, we're going to be on that ship. I didn't know how. I didn't know when. I said, but we're going to be on that ship and we're going to be in our first suite at sea. And when it happened, I said, you know, I'm going to write about it. So that book is an homage to when you say something and then you position yourself to be in the way of things that the doors that open up, the windows that open up, even if you got to push with all your might and you see it happen that feeling. And so seven days. Yeah, I'm sitting out on the balcony of that suite with the ocean waves as my background music. And I write that. And it was, to me, the most beautiful thing about it. I share my story, but it's your story too, because it devils as a gratitude journal. So you're writing down your life. And from the beginning to end, you change, you, you literally morph. And I've had people tell me they've read it like four times because every time they get something different from it. So it's all about growth and not being static. I mean, life is way too short to stay where you
1: are. Amen. Amen. And you know, death and life is in the power of the tongue. Um, you you can get what you, you know, you can see. I mean, this, the, the, I go from the scriptures. I tell people start at Proverbs if you don't like that Genesis <laughs> and it moves too slow for you. And, but it, it's, it's, you can have, you know, merrily, merrily life is but a dream. Yeah. You can tie all that into to, to scripture, your favorite verses, your favorite nursery rhymes, you know, um, as a man thinketh, uh, all that good stuff. So I, I love that, that you, you you do that. So if nothing else, you guys, you got the power to at least start to think different and think about checking out those description links and making that discovery call and seeing what it is before, before You see her do some stuff in Miami with, you know, the miami Day Chamber, Um, (laughs) when Oprah comes to Miami, when, you know, um, whoever you can think of, you need to tap in now while you you have two pennies and you can afford it, but just because you got to remember, there is no transition without a transaction (laughs) Uh, and flip it however you want. But um, yeah, I, I love it. And the game is really to be so not told. So <laughs> that is that is it. You guys have gotten the game. Make sure you share this with somebody. You know the best conversations happen offline, but you know, share it with somebody. It will change their life, somebody's life. Y'all, be blessed. Hey, family. On November 20th through December 1st, 2022, we will have the all-inclusive Kenya trip. Now, a lot of times people have said, Phil, when's the next trip we will like to go? I want to see Africa for myself, but this is the time to go. Everything will be taken care of. All excursions are paid. You can do monthly payments. You know, they'll have safari and a six city tour. You will see Charlie Island, which is something that we did not see last time on the tour. This tour will be 12 days instead of seven days. So make sure to secure your place on the trip by going to www.wbsvs.com make your deposit and then you can start making your payments and we'll see you in Kenya.
2: Hi guys, I'm Kai Gaviam from the Diaspora Channel, a lover of Africa. If you love Africa as well and you would love to visit one day or to relocate to Africa, there is a course out there. For you, and this course is my first trip to Africa. A course well put together by a seasoned traveler, Kellen Cash Coleman. This course is designed to prepare you to travel better, which will save you both time and money. And the great news is, this course costs only. $20 $20 guys it can't get any better go right now and enroll to this course at www.diversifygame.com. don't miss her.